now dig on this. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. Oh, good evening. And welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, so, I'm Mark. I'm Bryn. And today we're... Uh, we're talking about a movie very near and dear to my heart, so without further ado, uh, let's just get started. All right. The uh, movie in question is Ernest Scared Stupid. And even even watching it again all these years, it you know, it's very nostalgic, you know, mm-hmm. very nostalgic for you know that late 80s, early 90s still practical effects. And it kind of brings me back to my to my youth and you know, how Halloween was my favorite holiday. Yep, exactly. My uh, Halloween is by far my favorite holiday as well. So uh, yeah. let's just give, I guess, a little bit of a overview what the movie's about. Now, um, it's another Ernest move. If you don't know who Ernest <laughs> is, then uh, look him up because yeah, he's it, great. Uh, Jim Varney uh, plays this kind of janitor character who's always getting into misadventures and is kind of stupid, but really good-natured and fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in this movie... Oh, go ahead. A little bit of a man-child, a little bit of a... Yeah, a little bit of a dunce. Yeah, but uh, yeah, means well. And in this movie, he um, he tangles with a troll. He unleashes a troll underneath a troll tree, and that's about it. He the whole movie is basically him fighting this troll as the troll is trying to eat all these children. Yeah, and the backstory being that uh, the the Warl lineage dates back to this uh, this one event in in their life where. It, uh, I guess the their his great great grandfather was like some kind of pastor or something and mm-hmm. sealed this troll in the tree, and uh, yeah, that you know Earl you know the Ernest P. World being you know a bit of a dumb <laughs> dummy, uh, you know, un, you know unwittingly unleashes it upon the town, and it's up to him and his uh, kid friends in order to you know clean it up, save the day. So um, yeah, so there's a lot of really. Th- uh, good things about this movie that I do enjoy, uh, particularly as I was watching it this time, I noticed that um, this movie is very atmospheric and yeah. uh, like every almost every frame of it just kind of screams Halloween. Yeah, and uh, you know they have like the leaves, the dry leaves blowing, you know, in the wind yeah, and everything. They, that that classic, uh, you know, fog at their feet. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like, like the haunted houses that they're you know trying to make and yep. everything. Uh, very. Uh, you know, just a classic Halloween Halloween film, and probably you know, probably had the best budget and production of of the Ernest movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing which I I can say that even though this movie never scared me, even as a child, I can say that it is a very intense movie. Like especially even Ernest movie. Yeah. Like there's a scene where um, one of the there's gonna be a lot of spoilers here, but. It's been like 20 years, so if you haven't seen it, if you're worried about us spoiling an Ernest movie, then move on. Yeah. 20 years, almost 30 years. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, I don't know if it was late 80s or early 90s. I think but it was like yeah. 1992 or three. Yeah. It came out, it was like, it, it was competing with Jurassic Park, and it almost won. <laughs> no, um, but there was, uh, there's a scene where a little girl gets, uh, one of the girl characters, little girl character gets uh, yeah. turned into a into a uh, wooden doll because that's how the troll does his things but that's, like, how he, yeah, that's how he absorbs his powers and um but it is kind of like terrifying like she looks under the bed there's nothing and she like turns around and he's like just lying in bed waiting for her and yeah. it's just it's creepy it's a creepy movie yeah very very similar to that uh 
that clown scene in Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost exactly. You look under the bed, nothing under the bed, and yeah. there it is. And you know, I, I give I give this movie a pass because it's not it's not actively trying to be a, a horror movie. Uh, it, it's just trying to be a fun comedy with you know a few spooky items here and there. Yeah, and I think that's where it, like really shines through. There is a there's a sequence like about halfway through the movie where Ernest, you know, the good-natured goof, is uh, squaring off against the troll. And it's actually a pretty fun sequence. Um, yeah. It's, he's in the back... They're both in the back of a moving uh, oh, yeah. truck, um, a pickup truck. The dog is driving. Yeah, Ernest's dog <laughs> is driving. Yeah. And everything, like, everything that he does uh, to kind of you know, stop the troll, the troll either has something up his sleeve or, you know, it's a, kind of like a back-and-forth battle of... Yeah. Uh, of you know, wits and props and everything. And, you know, meanwhile, that you know, as Ernest is battling him, he's doing his normal shtick and his mugging and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, being a, uh, you know, a classic Ernest character in, you know, a uh, an otherwise uh, spooky s- situation, not a lot of antagonists, now that you think about in uh, an Ernest movie, or, or maybe they're full of them, I don't really... <laughs> I mean, there's one, I guess, Ernest Goes to Jail, yeah. and uh, which is another Ernest, and um, let me think, I mean, I know that there was one in Ernest Rides Again, Yeah, but, you know, he wasn't really, like... Uh, and there was in Ernest Goes to Camp. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I think they all have an antagonist. Like, the, the Santa one really does, and the only antagonist is time. <laughs> And time is the antagonist of us all. Yep, time. You know, time is undefeated. But in this movie, you know, they beat time. They, you know, they they quelch him down for another Christmas. Um, but this was probably the best uh, Warrel antagonist. Um, this actually, to me, is probably the best Ernest movie. Yeah, hands down. Uh, they really the the practical effects. Uh, are, are very you know well done, especially probably for the budget. Like it's not gonna blow. Uh, it's not gonna blow your socks off, but you know, if for a, a kids' movie, it's very well done. And um, there was, of course, uh, one thing I do like about it is even though uh, there's a lot of, like I said, there's definitely a lot of intense uh, moments. Yeah. It is. Uh, as you were mentioning before, a comedy first and foremost. Yeah. And there are some, you know, pretty funny sequences in the movie. Uh, the most famous one, of course, is Miak. I think Miak oh, is. Yeah. You talk about uh, <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid, and he can't not talk about the Miak. Yeah, like the Miak is. Uh, like I said when we were watching it, was that uh, this was the only joke that I think my dad laughed. Uh, my dad laughed at when we watched it the first time. And like, I can see why, because it's yeah, still yeah, a really yeah. funny joke. It's a good joke. Just, you know, another another uh, instance where, where Ernest just doesn't get it. Uh, <laughs> uh, although he never gets to throw the Miak at the monster, so it might work. Uh, I never, I always wondered what the Miak was. It's, uh, I, just based on what it looks like, it was uh, some kind of jelly-like, uh, I guess... I'm, I'm guessing it's something food-based, right? Uh, it has to be. I guess. Uh, we know it's from Bulgaria. And we know it's seasonal. <laughs> yeah. So, there's... I, it comes from one animal that's slaughtered at some time of the year, or maybe a, a preserve. Hmm. Uh, 
I don't know. I just know like, I heard. Yeah. I heard. Actually, heard other people uh, discussing this before. And they, oh, really? They, these are the same things they were talking about. Like, all right, well, we know it's Bulgarian. We know it's seasonal. What else could it be? We know like, it's like jelly-like. Like, we need to look up the chief exports of Bulgaria, <laughs> and, like, and you know, determine what Miak, or we can find someone from Bulgaria. I or is that one of those like Soviet states that you know crumbled? I, I think that if you uh, if you did find a Bulgarian person and you asked them what Miak was, you know. They're, they'd probably be kind of offended. Yeah, they cross themselves and they spin on the <laughs> ground and spin. Like, uh, I was thinking more like, come on, man. We, <laughs> but no, you were like, okay, yeah, sure. They, uh, like, oh, that is the, that is the dark fruit. It's yeah, the fruit of the dark bat. Yeah, it's the de it's their equivalent of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> so it's a drug. Yeah. It's heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I could find any this type of year, but there was someone under a bridge who got it for me. <laughs> like, he, he was planning, I, I, I guess he was planning on uh, just defeating the troll by claiming his life through addiction. <laughs> it's like 10 years down the road, or not even 10 years, like five years down the road, a year down the road. He's just sitting in his house and <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, that better not be the troll again. I don't got anything. And the troll keeps on breaking in and stealing his stuff. <laughs> like, he he's just opens the door. He's, he's scrawny, but his head's still the same size. <laughs> Do you have any more meak? No. I, listen, man, another week or two, I might be able to find you some, but... <laughs> There's only so much on this planet anymore. It's like tritium. <laughs> like, he, he's, like... The, the only reason, uh... You know... It, He's still getting his meax is because he's still holding these kids hostage. <laughs> like Ernest knows he has to play the game before. Yeah. Uh, it's like you know, eventually they're gonna bring my dog back, and then everything will be good. <laughs> Speaking of which, that was still the, you know, the sad uh, like that, like as a kid, uh, Rimshot, you know, being turned into a block of wood, uh, you know made me sad as a kid they played like jim varney you know even though he is a, a a comedy actor like genuinely uh you know did his best to express like genuine sadness for the loss of his dog i that's um when again when i was a kid and when that happened the first time it definitely got to me i was yeah. like i was like oh no not not rim shot rim shot yeah not rim job <laughs> yeah, rim job <laughs> Oh, what I name you that? <laughs> oh, that hurts a lot. Like, yeah, but no, when they, uh, when they, you know, it's basically like you can kill or you know, uh, woodify all the kids that you want. I yeah. don't care about them. Yeah, I, I felt n no emotion. Not, not a, not a single pang of anything. But <laughs> no. you do it to the dog, and it's like, oh, what'd you do that to the dog for? This yeah. troll, take him down, Ernest. Take this fucking troll down yeah. now. You, you know, you can mow down all the kids you want. <laughs> like <laughs> as soon as you start, uh, you know, messing with the dog. Yeah, then it's like that. That it's taboo. That's off limits. Yeah. And it's like, and not just any dog, but the good little dog, you know. <laughs> and Ernest's dog. Like, Ernest, Ernest doesn't have a lot in life. <laughs> he has a garbage truck and a dog. And, like, you take one of those away, and it's just like, like, he doesn't have anything else, you know. Like, uh, what's he going to do now? They t and they took away the garbage truck from him uh, halfway through because yeah. they fired him. Then they took away well, his dog. He was lucky. Yeah. He was lucky that they only took his, uh, his uh, garbage truck away because he had set... You know, in the movie, he set a troll trap, you know, which is j basically a, you know, a... Dumpster. A, a dumpster. And, he, you know, he caught the mayor's kids. Yeah, he, he abducted the mayor's kids and brought it to the mayor's house yeah. where the cop almost shot him. Yeah. And so, yeah, he he's lucky it was just the standard, Ernest, you're fired! Yeah, you know, he, and not like, 
All right, lock this man up because he's a danger. <laughs> like I said, there's a uh, there in an alternate version of this movie. Like he's just he, there's a public hanging, and <laughs> like Ernest is dangling from the end of the rope, and all the different characters all have the rope around their neck too. Like, well, just go ahead and pull that lever. I'm tired <laughs> of living already. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pull that lever soon, I'm coming Andy. over there and pulling it myself. <laughs> Andy Nedda. <laughs> yeah. Like, all, but they're all, you know, they all have the rope around their neck and they're ready to... <laughs> if you think this is the first time a man tried to choke me out, you'll be surely mistaken. You can just see the legs. It twitches a little bit and then... That is a dark ending of the movie. That is <laughs> that is not the way that you want to end the Ernest Scared Stupid. I. Uh, That's the director's cut. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe have that be a dream sequence. <laughs> like, What's I, gonna I, happen to me? Ernest! And then they hang him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. They just shout Ernest and he hangs. When, uh,. When I was a kid, and this movie was in theaters, I didn't see it in theaters. Unfortunately, my you know like, we didn't see a lot of movies. We saw some movies, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to pick my battles. Um, <laughs> and uh, when it came out, like I didn't get the title. I, I asked my mom, like, I was like, "What does this mean?" Ernest scared stupid, and she's like, "It means what? It's like he's scared stupid." But I was like. But it's not Ernest, Ernest scared stupid. It's just Ernest scared stupid. And I remember the cover had him shouting at yeah, his dog. He's like in a pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This one had him with like you know the dog. Like he was like holding the dog up and screaming. Oh, so you thought the dog? I thought name the dog's was name was stupid. stupid. Yeah. I was like, what? Did he scare his dog? Is his dog <laughs> named stupid? She's like, no. Like she was trying to explain it to me patiently. Like, no, no. He's just scared stupid. It's like, but there's no possessive at the end of it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Ernest scared stupid. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I just thought that Ernest, I thought that stupid was had to have been the name of something. Uh yeah, I didn't really question the title. I I think uh I didn't see it in theaters either. And you know, it was one of those I, I think I saw this as a kid on a just on an Ernest binge. Like, uh, they had all the Ernest movies at the local rental shop, mm -hmm. and I, I I think it was this one and Ernest Goes to Camp uh, that I had rented, which, if I recall, Ernest Goes to Camp was another uh, another classic. Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's the the first yep. uh, official Ernest. Yep, I I agree. Um, another one, because, I, like I said, I was kind of the same thing whenever, like, I had all the... Like, I would tape them whenever they come on, you know, onto the TV and everything. And I was going to make, like, a collection of all the Ernest movies. And, yeah. uh, but there was another movie that I wanted to see, like, when it was in theaters. Because I asked my mom to take me to see Ernest Scared Stupid, and yeah. that didn't turn out well. But one of the movies, I still remember it. I was in a bank. Uh, we were driving through the bank drive through Yeah. And I asked my mom if we could go see Bebe's Kids. <laughs> and my mom was like, no, we're not going to go see Bebe's Kids. It, it looks stupid. And you know what? Yeah, I think your mom saved you. She well, here's the thing. Like when it came out, um, I saw it on TV, and I thought it was a fantastic movie. Really? I liked Bebe's Kids when I was uh, when I was a child. I thought it was a funny movie. Like I saw the because um, to me, I didn't know any better. I didn't like a cartoons. A cartoon. Yeah, you know just, what I mean? Yeah, the, these asshole kids getting into trouble. Yeah. I, I can kind of see. 
So like, uh, I didn't realize. Appeal. Yeah, I didn't see like you know that like oh the, you know because now I watch it and it's like man the quality's all off the, the yeah. voice acting is like you know is tinny in some moments. Yeah, it's it like, was really not a quality animation. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the thing. Like as a kid, I you know I just assumed all movies are created equal yeah. and cartoons a cartoon. So yeah, when I saw it the first time, I still remember my mom didn't want to see it, but um, it was on TV. It was a very quick you know movie to come to TV, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because I remember watching it in my parents' bedroom, because they had a TV in there, and, uh, I loved it. I sat there and I was like, oh boy, oh boy, man, it might have been so early that we might have still had cable. And, um, it might have come on a cable channel, and I saw it then. Because that's the only, it's the only way I can really think of, because, I wonder when Baby Ace Kids even came out. Uh, not, you know, not long after, you know, in that era of, like, you know, early 90s, maybe 95 at the most. Okay, if it was 95, there was absolutely no way I I saw it on cable. Um, because uh, we lost uh, our cable when I was in kindergarten. We had to get it taken out. And I remember, I don't know if I told this story on uh, the podcast yet. Uh. <laughs> but I remember that um, we kind of had, like, basic cable. And I remember there were channels I wanted, but... You know, we couldn't afford it at the time, like the Disney Channel. Yeah, same here. And we, I, we would get every once in a while, like yeah. the uh, little test mm-hmm. uh, era, like you get it free for a week. Yeah, we had it, uh, I remember one time it was like over an Easter uh, thing, we had it, and I remember watching like a Snoopy with his, uh, with his, I don't know, Southwestern uncle or something. Uh, <laughs> I swear that's a thing. But anyway, um, so yeah, Channel 10 was a Disney Channel. I remember telling, like, you know, I remember coming home from, uh, you know, from school one day, I was in kindergarten. I remember I asked my dad, like, oh, you know, he told me, he's like, uh, we don't have, you know, we had to get rid of the cable. It was getting too expensive. And I was like, all right, what channels do we get? And he was like, oh, we get three, six, ten, you know, 17, 29. I was like, ten? That's the <laughs> Disney Channel. He's like, I know, Mark, you know, like, it's not anymore. We, you know, and me being, a, you know, a five or six year old, I didn't. I didn't get that there could be two different, you know, Channel 10s. Yeah. So I was like, no, Channel 10, I'm pretty sure, is a Disney Channel. I was like, not right <laughs> now, Mark. So I was like, I'll prove it. So I went in there. I turned on the TV, and I turned on Channel 10, which was like, you know, uh, I think it was like NBC or something. And it was the People's Court was playing. <laughs> so I so I flipped on the TV, turned expecting the Disney Channel, but I just get... Burn, 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 burn. I was like, it was... One of the most crushing moments, yeah, I think of my childhood. But that more than anything, that three seconds <laughs> told me that, like, well, the cable's gone. There's nothing good anymore. I, I remember when I was a kid, I was always excited, excited when we got that little uh, free trial for the for the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And you know, really looking back at it, I don't really know why. Like, uh, like the the. Only like the best uh, memory I have of the Disney Channel is I think watching Planet of the Apes, <laughs> but like the movie. Yeah, that was on the Disney. I didn't know Disney owned that. I, I maybe that was a <laughs> an HBO trial, but uh, uh, I I, I just, yeah, that's just the only like the the only thing like uh, we would get the uh, it would always come in the summer, mm-hmm. and uh, like other than that it was just. Uh, like I remember, there was this Alice in Wonderland show, this live-action Alice in Wonderland show, and it was kind of weird. It was a lot like a, uh, oh man, how to describe that show? Go on. Uh, I want to hear more. 
I, I don't really have many memories of it, uh, <laughs> other than like the uh, the. It was just your typical kids show uh, in a magical land, and the uh, the the. Uh, Alice was dating the white rabbit, though. <laughs> you could say that again. It, uh, Alice was dating the white rabbit in that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying see. to think of different characters that you know. Well, I, I, it was pretty much everyone at the, uh, uh, you know, at the Mad Hatter's table was the. Uh, I, I think most of the show took place at the Mad Hatter's table, okay. and then like every once in a while, the Queen would come and you know be an asshole <laughs> and and make things difficult, and then and then then she would leave. She would yeah. be asked to leave. I because in my head, like I said, I I don't know exactly what you're talking about because I when you mentioned Alice in Wonderland TV show, I just remembered a live action yeah. like Alice in Wonderland, but I think it was like a two part movie because all I remember about it was. Uh, Humpty Dumpty dancing on the wall like an asshole, and then he fell. <laughs> and but you didn't get to see like the you know the splattered egg, and that's why I wanted to see. I was like, you know, why can't they just show him be you know be a broken egg on the ground, <laughs> you know, dead and all? But nope, they they kind of showed him fall, and she was like, oh well, and moved on. But uh, see, in my head, I just imagine it's like a variety show, the, uh, the Alice Wonder <laughs> thing, you know, where they always have special guests on, and like here comes the the Queen of Hearts, you know, to to cause trouble, and then they you know. They leave, and then maybe there's like a song and dance routine with like the uh, with the Momraths and the Jabberwocky. I'm just saying things now. Yeah. And the other show I would watch on Disney Channel, which I think was the only other thing to watch, was the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, okay. I never and watched that show. I would. Uh, the thing is, is that I would only watch it uh, for the opening sequence because it, it was uh, you know the, it was an animated sequence. I'm like, oh, this seems like fun. And like it would, uh, you know, be the whole song and dance with uh, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, mm-hmm. uh, you know, singing the Mickey Mouse Club song, and then there would these be these asshole kids who are standing, you know, dancing and talking. I'm like, what's this? This wasn't what you were. <laughs> this wasn't what I was looking at it just a moment ago. I want you, cartoons. You promised me something else, but instead you get young Britney Spears and yeah. Christina Aguilera. Uh, I'm one of them. Might have been on that. That they were, I think. Oh, I, I mean the one I. Oh, watched. the one you watched. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you're like, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Wasn't there, there was also something, uh, like, Selena Gomez was on Barney, I think, right? Because I remember... Uh, yeah, we, I think we... We watched one of them by was, accident. It wasn't Selena Gomez. I think that was, uh, wasn't that, uh, what's her name? Uh, the... I don't know. Oh, shit. She was, uh, the stripper that didn't strip in Sin City. Oh, Jessica Alba. Yeah, wasn't it Jessica Alba? It might have been, actually, Jessica Alba. Um, yeah, Selena Gomez doesn't seem right now. Yeah, I don't, like... When she, when we were, like, when we were watching, well, we weren't watching Barney, but, like, I was. Like, she wasn't even a concept when uh, that show was on the air when we were kids. Like, I remember, uh, see, I remember, like, and you can make fun of me for this because I know you're going to, but I, uh, I I used to watch Barney when I was, like, eight or nine years old, like, well beyond the Barney thing. To me, it was just, it was just, you know, a nice, pleasant escape. Me and my sister were watching. She was, like, about 12 at the time, and it was just a nice pleasant atmosphere where everything was just happy and saccharine and nothing bad was in it and I was like yeah yeah this is nice and uh, so we, we enjoyed it for like maybe a couple weeks and then we showed my dad you know we put an episode on like dad let's watch this show and he ripped into it so much he was making fun of every 
single moment of it. Like, oh, we're just asshole. <laughs> and we thought it was funny. So then, that, but that's when we had to stop watching it. We were just like, we were done after you that. You were disheartened? No, we were just like, you know what, Dad's kind of right. This is stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. back to the coal mine. <laughs> Like, uh, I didn't really watch a lot of kids' shows. The only time I really did uh, was when I was sick at home from school. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it was either watch some uh, kids' shows on Nickelodeon. Of course. Like, uh, Eureka's Castle or, or uh, you know, whatever. What are some of the other dumb kids' shows? I don't know. I didn't have Nickelodeon uh, at the time. But, uh... I had People's Court. Yeah, it was that or People's Court or, uh... Oh, uh, what was Price the, is Right. Price is Right. Yeah. So, you know, that... Now, those were the options. See, I had, like, whenever I stayed home sick, um, or just stayed home from school, like, yeah, there was, uh, there was the, uh, People's Court, of course, or, uh, Price is Right. I mean, yeah. it would almost be a tradition, like, you had to watch, I would, I would watch Price is Right because I wanted to see the cliffhanger show, or, uh, game, you know, with the, oh, dee, oh, dee, oh, yeah, oh, dee, oh, dee, oh. <laughs> No, and like I would get so upset when that thing didn't die, <laughs> when that thing didn't fall off the edge, because they never, they hardly ever played yeah. that game, and when somebody won it, it was just always disappointing to me. <laughs> I was like, I want to see him just you know crash and fall. That's funny. I I did not like that show. I as a child, I had I had absolutely no interest in the in the price of household appliances. It's like, see, as I got older, I realized that the whole thing was about the price of household appliances, but yeah. as a kid, I was watching it, I would just always see, like, these fun little things, like, hey, Plinko, that's a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. That's cool, that strikes my imagination. I, I looked forward to the big wheel at the end. Uh, I was actually, that was a point where I kind of stopped, like, yeah, the showcase showdown was fun, but, you know, I was just kind of like, yeah, and the big wheel, I was just like, ah. Eh. At this point, they're not playing any games except for spinning a wheel. Hey, that's the one I looked forward to because it's like, look how big this wheel is. <laughs> it was that, more of an impressive thing. Yeah, though. like, that's a big-ass wheel. Sure, now that's a wheel. I bet you that would go good on my big wheel. <laughs> um, is, is that a tall joke? Yes. <laughs> I would, uh, see me, I like, you know, I like the, uh, the games like where they would... You know, when they win fabulous prizes, like cars, like, uh, yeah. or like, oh, set these numbers right, or, you know, there's a lot of numbers in the thing, or clock game. Yeah. Like, 25, higher, 30, higher, 32, higher, 35, higher, 38, lower, 37, higher. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed, like, the fun little, you know, games that they would do and play, especially, like, the... The, the bigger ones and the more yeah. exciting ones, like the ones where, you know, the thing could actually die. Or, you know, like, oh, dee, oh, dee, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you liked the thing that yodeled and or died. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't like it when it didn't die. I always got disappointed. Like, I'd be sitting there, I'm like, all right, they're on their third prize and they, they only have five dollars to be off by this. <laughs> I always told my, always told my mom that I'd be like, if I ever go on their first prize, I would just say, a million dollars. Wait, wait. Why? So I could see him fall off and die. And, and, and then she took me to a therapist. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he keeps on talking about uh, some yodeling asshole falling and dying. Oh, like, you mean the price is right? Yeah. Uh, whatever, I'm just... Look, I'm gonna go in the parking lot and smoke. You see if you can fix him. <laughs> I like to see that thing die, too. Me, too! What do you think it's like when he falls and dies? I don't know, he screams and then he hits a pointy rock. Why just one pointy rock? Why not a million of them? Mom, I'm scared. <laughs> She's out there smoking. <sighs> Can't hear you. 
<laughs> I'm paying good money for this. You better fix ya. <laughs> and if you tell anyone else about the yodeling man falling and dying, I will hit you with a frying pan. And then I was fixed. And I never <laughs> talked about the yodeling man ever again. In fact, Look. I'd get scared and piss my pants whenever I came on. <laughs> hey, money well spent. Yeah, I mean, it worked. I guess she got what she wanted out of it. <laughs> it's funny, because actually, uh, I uh, was uh, visiting my mom recently, and... Uh, we were talking about it, she was like, I hated that fucking yodeling game, because you would be, you would just be in a bad mood and have a temper the entire day if that, really? thing, yeah, if that thing didn't fall <laughs> off the edge. And I was like, wow, I was a little, I was a little asshole. <laughs> so if something didn't fall to you, to its death, I'd be you upset. were in a bad mood yep. the rest of the day. The whole day. You stupid, you stupid Alright, Mark, we need to do the dishes. What's the point? Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, like, I guess if I had to defend myself uh -huh. for the indefensible, it would be that A, I never got to stay home from school. B, hmm. whenever I did stay home from school uh, and I watched The Price is Right, the game rarely came on. It was not a very, you know, not a very uh, a popular game or a game <laughs> that they played a lot. Yeah. So, like, the stars had to align for me to both stay home and have that game on. And then. To not have the thing fall, to me, was just a dis a crushing disappointment. It would be like, alright, so, uh... We, you know, we, we... You showed up at the right place at the right time, and here's your, you know, here's a gold bar, and then they just threw it away. I don't know. Maybe that's over... Maybe that's over, uh, overdoing it. But it was just disappointing, is all. It's like... And the funny thing is, I don't know why... I liked uh, seeing it fall because you know, uh, I think we know why. Death clearly scared me <laughs> as a kid, like the uh, like the Eggman from yeah. Sar Saturday Night Live. I don't know if I talked about that on the. Uh, this episode is just going to be on you know unpeeling the <laughs> onion, yeah. Um, but there was that uh, that Saturday Night Live uh, sketch with Phil Hartman as a little egg guy, and uh, he you know he had, he had a face and everything, and he talked and. Um, Dana Carvey comes in and he sees the egg guy and he throws it against the wall and splatters and murders it as the egg man's <laughs> screaming. He's like, no! And it scared the shit out of me. And I remember making my mom watch it again and again while I hid behind her hair. Uh, just because I, it, it terrified me. But because it terrified me, it fascinated me. Just, you know, I guess you kind of have that trend where the things that terrify you, uh, yeah. Like, especially with your, your deepest fear, yeah, which I I'm not going to reveal. I, I wouldn't, but uh, yeah, I still I still get fascinated by things that terrify me, and maybe it's more of a, uh, I want to figure out why this terrifies me. Well, you know now. Oh, yeah, I know now, but <laughs> like, I, wanna, I, I think that there's more I can figure out about it. Um, like with the Eggman thing, I think I remember watching it... Uh, Somewhat recently, I say somewhat recently, it was like three or four years ago, but, you know, I was an adult, you know? Yeah. I, I was, you know, I, I could, you know, I could buy liquor if I wanted to. That's yeah. about as adult as you can get. And I remember watching it, and I wasn't scared, but there was still that just... Uh, that, that pit of unease. Yeah, that, that slightest bit of anxiety when, yeah, the closer I got to it being smashed. And I was like, I don't know why... This is still frightening to me. At that point, I would imagine it's still—it's just instinct. Yeah, and uh, it's like so. I want to like—it's almost like I want to deconstruct myself, like take myself apart and find the fears. This, this is just how you—you you become a jabbering idiot that paints the walls <laughs> with his feces. 
So what do you do? He watched the Eggman skit about uh, about a thousand times. What the hell's the Eggman skit? Just don't ask. <laughs> You said the wrong word around him. <laughs> Better go back. Uh, that's gonna. We just got this place mopped. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I, we, we've resorted to just painting over it, <laughs> and even still, it bleeds through. It's like, all right, let's put on some music, calm him down. All right, put on some there Beatles. There are twenty-six letters in the Yelp. <laughs> I was thinking the Beatles. Oh. <laughs> I am the Eggman. <laughs> I am the Eggman. Blah, blah, blah. I am the Walrus. Blah, blah, blah. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I'm gobbling. <laughs> this is me being gibbering insane. I just gobble like a fucking chicken. <laughs> Mark, we, uh, they wheel in other things that scare me. Here's Abraham Lincoln. And. What? How, how? First off. Where are they wheeling? How big is this Lincoln? Uh, I imagine... Is he on a, is he on a, like, a pallet? Well... they're rolling him in on? <laughs> well, I imagine he's on a cart. Like, you know, <laughs> you know those, like, those white carts that you wheel things in and, like, you know, I have yeah. one, we had one, a Wawa. Like, but it's a guy sitting there dressed as Lincoln, but he's got, like, he's got his arms around his knees as they're slowly, as they're, you know, as they're wheeling him in. <laughs> why couldn't they, why couldn't he just walk in? Uh, because it wouldn't be, a, the entrance would be grander if he, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> the costume is really stiff and uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it, it's just a wooden carving of Lincoln, and he sticks his face through. <laughs> he's like, he's like just but you know it's one of those uh, it's one of those things that you see in like uh, fairs and everything yeah, like that. You just stick your head through, yeah, and, and you take the picture. Yeah, exactly. It's like that, and it's, it's just a regular guy doesn't have a beard or anything, but he sticks his face <laughs> through. It's like, all right, and we're going to bring out the Tin Man. <laughs> and here, yes, I was also afraid of the Tin Man uh, from The Wizard of Oz. Not just any Tin Man, the uh, the Buddy Ebsen Tin Man. <laughs> but they bring in the Tin Man next, and uh, he's... I imagine this one's a little bit different. I mean, they can't really dress a guy up in the Tin Man without, you know, spending a lot of money. So I imagine it's just a, I don't know, a plush Tin Man doll. <laughs> it's just a, it's a poster. Just a poster of the Tin Man they hang on the wall. Do they have posters of the Tin Man? You can make a poster of anything. I think it's a re like... Now I think about that, I almost want to look and see if they have Tin Man posters. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah, hang it on your ceiling, huh? Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Although I want to see a, a Burt Reynolds-esque Tin Man poster where he's, you know, sitting in front of the fireplace with the, you know, on like a, an animal skin rug. But, you know, he's just the Tin Man, he's posing, he's got his, you know, his, his hand up there. And boy, that axe. <laughs> A very suggestive place, that axe. Yeah. His peepee. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Those are the two big ones, uh, when, when I was a kid. Well, you know, two of the big ones I want to talk about. I guess I was also afraid of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've, you've gone over that one a lot. Yeah, have I gone on on the podcast? Uh, I don't think on the podcast, because, no. Because, uh, it's not very, you know, it was just, I was, I was always worried that something was going to burst out of my closet and, like, you know, attack me, or just scare me as a kid, and I just thought that, you know, like, if the door opened and it was just Jesus walking out, like, I'd just be unprepared. You know, I was like, because, so let's be honest, 
if I was sleeping in my bed right now and Jesus just kind of appeared, I wouldn't think that there was a lot of good things about to come. I feel I'd uh, be like this would be a rapture type situation. And I was about to, you know, uh, was that was that in your mindset as a kid, or was it just a spooky man, you know, jumping out of your closet? <laughs> well, that's also there was you know a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> we had some, we had two scary Jesus things in my house, and I think that's what uh, attributed to it because we had a. A wooden cross that yeah. we hung above this giant mirror that we had in the living room. I don't know where the fuck we got this mirror from, but it was at the you know just hanging above it. And I remember it was only around Christmas time I'd be decorating the mirror in these little, uh, uh, I guess almost like color form kind of things that you'd stick to it. Yeah. And uh, I'd stand on a chair to get up to the top, and when I'd look up, there was like this sunken eyes of this wooden Jesus <laughs> staring down at me, and it scared me. And there was also this Jesus painting who I swear would always be looking at me whenever I. You know, whenever I wasn't yeah. you know, looking, like, I'd turn around and I'd be like, uh, yeah, Jesus paintings looking at me. Like, when I was really young, I, I really didn't understand, uh, like, who Jesus was and, you know, the, the whole concept of the, uh, of religion in general. Like, my, my parents didn't really, uh, you know, teach me about that until I was older. So when I, when I saw the cross and this guy on the cross, I didn't really think I'm like, all right, that's just a decoration. And every <laughs> once in a while, uh, they'd take it down to you know, my mother had one in her room, and she'd take it down to clean it, and I'd grab it, and uh, I, I'd grab the Lord by his head and <laughs> kind of like uh, swing the cross around like a sword. <laughs> and uh, she she called me one time. She wasn't really mad. She's like, all right, we're not gonna do that. We're <laughs> Please don't do that to, to, yeah. to, to our Jesus. <laughs> and, like, and I know eventually that cross broke, <laughs> and I don't know if I was the cause of it or not. You repressed that memory. <laughs> I, I had to, I, I had to do the, uh, what was it, the, when you hit yourself. Uh, the, uh, the, you me? No, no, like, uh, the religious penance. Oh, oh, uh, Flogging. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was... <laughs> when you hit yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You could just say a Hail Mary, though. Yeah, I guess. There's a lot of Hail Marys. Alright, priest, I broke a cross. How many Hail Marys is that? Uh, why, why did you break the cross? Yeah, I, I thought it was a toy. You, you was... I was swinging it like a sword. Why? Oh, no, I didn't. I know. How how old were you? 17. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, maybe maybe four million Hail Marys. I guess he's a vampire also. <laughs> he's a vampire and a priest. Those are two conflicting... Uh, those like, are two conflicting uh, lifestyles. Yeah, good thing he can't look at himself in the mirror. <laughs> it's like his parents were vampires, I imagine, and didn't want him to, you know, to, to go this path. It's like... Your father was a count. His father was a count. <laughs> I will not have any of my sons be a priest. You can't tell me what to do, blah. This is my death. <laughs> I will do what I want. Like, I... Although, that would make him a super formidable uh, vampire. Yeah, like, but, if uh, religious imagery doesn't really do anything to him, like, uh... Like, I guess he's just not... I guess it's good that he's not evil. <laughs> And he's taken his, you know, he's he's chosen a career path to, like, you know, helping his community. Well, uh, since communion wine is technically the blood of Christ, is that is that what mm. he's kind of... Yeah, that's how uh, he's surviving. Yeah, you, you know, 
Yeah, I, huh? Yeah, we we might have stumbled upon a good uh, uh, a good murder mystery and, and a loophole. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the crucifixes—they do not work. I've got one around my neck. Blah. Uh, and I, uh, I, I assume priests wear capes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what I know they the Pope does. Is that a cape or is it a <laughs> a vestibule a, sh a shawl? <laughs> Like maybe maybe there's just times where he's cold. <laughs> hey, he just drapes himself. It's a sweater vest. <laughs> so yeah, priest, uh, you know, father vampire. That'd be that'd be pretty great. Like his parents can't come to visit him. Yeah. Like you know, it's like <laughs> Christmas dinners are awkward, and like you know, they can't he, like they can't even look at their son without you know. <laughs> yeah. Without worrying, he has a lot of night masses also. Uh, all it, it you know begs the question: Does yeah, for uh, Christmas, do vampires just have to sleep throughout the whole day? Is they that hibernate. just yeah? <laughs> like, do they? You know, it's such a uh, a holy day that you know, or is Maybe it kind they, kind yeah. of like? Well, technically, this is a you know an offshoot of a pagan holiday, so I'm all right. Yeah, I think I, th I think they just don't decorate, like, <laughs> and they're fine with it. You know, they just they just kind of hang out. They go to those stores that are open 24 hours. You know, they go to Walmart. Yeah, you know, and they're like, oh, this is this is fine. This is fine. And, and also, like, how, uh, like, how religious does it have to be? Can they get burned by a Christmas light? Since it's technically, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, technically a part of Christmas. Um, well, the big lore is that it's one of those, like, faith-based things. Like, yeah. if you have... So if the people had faith in their Christmas lights, I guess, like, the really big consumerism yeah. type of things, <laughs> like the Who's, like, you know, that might work on them. Like, like all... I imagine when they turn the Christmas lights on, it's kind of like they shrink away from it like the sun. <laughs> like, like in, uh, National Lampoons. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so long as I believe in it, it'll work. Yeah, like... I, because I imagine now I'm imagining like the the red and white, the big thick bulb ones, yeah. you know, from like the 80s and 90s, and like you know they they're not really strong lights, but it's still just, and they have to cover up and you know go into their coffin for a little bit. Like they hate the Christmas season. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking, guy, uh, you, know, you, you all you have to do is decorate his castle with Christmas lights, and he can't leave. <laughs> he, he's stuck there. Like, ooh, I will find a way out. <laughs> He has to dig a tunnel. It's like the great escape from his own home. <laughs> he goes out through the chimney, but Santa Claus is coming down there. Uh, castles have chimneys, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like, though, uh, I, I guess if he's stuck in his home for so long, like, all right, technically you're on the good list since you didn't kill anyone, <laughs> but I got my eye on you. It's like Santa Claus meets a meets the you know Dracula and everything. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you think you you think you're the only immortal? <laughs> and he turns into a bat and flies away. But his bat's red, with like a little hat and beard. <laughs> oh, is Santa a Dracula? I think so, because you gotta uh. think, up at the North Pole, you know, like, he can hide inside all he wants, and around Christmas yeah. time, that's when it's constantly night at the North Pole. I, I imagine if you go down, you know, into the basement of the North Pole, there's just a a pit with a pile of bone elves when you suck them dry. <laughs> like... I, I, I see. I hate to imagine, like, because I, because now I'm thinking he's selectively breeding his elves, you know, not to just do the, you know, do the work, but also to feed on. So like, he's got to yeah. have like, a, he, it's almost like a farm well, of elves it, it, that he it's has. Like, it's like a prison camp. Like he works them to death, and then when they're, you know, no longer capable of working, then he eats uh, them. Then that's when they become food. Or does Santa just get really hungry and then go binge for 24 hours on Christmas Eve? <laughs> 
It's like milk and cookies. Like he hates it. You know, it's like he he wants blood. Like he he goes to a. Uh, it's like that one uh, uh, time machine story where they uh, go to a battle and and then take a uh, a body that no one would notice. <laughs> or uh, oh, you mean like a uh, uh, gentle sound of thunder? Yeah. Um, or delicate sound of thunder, or sound of thunder. Uh, see, I imagine <laughs> he ends up taking the wrong uh, body. And it's like, you know, it ends up skewing the future so much. <laughs> so we're now the Easter Bunny lives in the North Pole and is firmly in charge. But it's with an iron fist. Yeah, exactly. What have I done? <laughs> oh, no. Or, or, or maybe it's uh, Jack Frost. Jack Frost finally uh, usurps the pole. Oh, this is this is the plot of uh, Santa Claus 3. Yeah. Wow, this literally is the plot to Santa Claus 3. Oh, shit, Claus it 3. is. Yeah, you know, time travel, usurping the throne, Jack Frost versus Santa. Like, Jack Frost versus Santa is, firstly, it's a good concept that was just really badly executed. First like, off, you don't depend on Martin Short ever to, <laughs> to hold your movie. I think there should have been, my last act would have been a swashbuckling sword fight. Jack Frost has nothing but icicles that he uses as swords, and Santa Claus, of course, is using, uh, well, probably a sword, a claymore. I Oh, I, I think what needs to be done is, uh, like, I think it was, it, it was first off the wrong movie. It didn't have to be a part of the, uh, the Santa Claus, or the, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen franchise. It yeah. should have been its own standalone movie, uh, maybe even animated. I think Jack Frost would should have been, like, a, a cheesy 80s cartoon villain, like, Ah, Claus, I'll get you! <laughs> I, I think that their battle at the end should have been now a wizard's duel type thing where yeah. they're using their magic and everything. Like Jack Frost has a magic of cold and Santa has a magic of toys. Yeah, and uh, you know, and Santa Claus is voiced by Sean Connery. <laughs> Claus, if you th I mean, Claus, <laughs> if you think you're coming into North Pole and you think you're going to bash things down, I'm going to come in there with the force of God behind me. <laughs> Let's see what you can do, Santa. And Come on, jolly old Saint Nick. <laughs> like, and uh, you know, with his right hand, that's uh, you know, that's the he uses that's the power that frees everything. But he can't use his left hand because the last time he used his left hand to cast a spell, that's when the little ice age occurred. <laughs> you know, I think by the end, like he has that rule, but by the end, he's like, ah, claws is turning out to be a bigger challenge than I imagined. Well, I, I, at the end, I imagined, like, the military gets involved. <laughs> like, the, uh, you know, the military gets involved, and they're trying to get Santa's sleigh because uh, Santa's sleigh has the power to control time since he can stop, uh, you know, pretty much stop time. I, uh... I, see, and I, the two have to team up. See, I like to think that, uh, you know, that he's going through the army and just destroying tanks as he's flying around with yeah. the ice powers. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a big battle and, like, you know, he, they shoot a they shoot a missile at him, or uh, they shoot um, artillery at him, and he s freezes it midair and shatters it as he yeah. goes <laughs> Like, it shatters and as it goes past him, and only the dust gets him, and he, mm. he takes a lot of lives. Man, people are gonna love listening to Christmas ideas during their Halloween podcast. Yeah, I know, it's great. It's, uh, it's like the nightmare before Christmas. And I imagine, yeah, Claus and, and uh, you know, Jack Frost have to team up and he has to use his left hand that'll, you know, kind of cause this small ice age to freeze the army. 
and uh, he actually does it. The son of a bitch pulls it off, yeah. but just as he does it, like as everything's freezing, just as the just as the ice is starting to get to Santa's sleigh, Santa makes it to the sleigh and and is able to turn back time and you know make things right. Uh, I I don't think so. I think what happens? <laughs> uh, no, like the the general gets there, like the general or whoever is in charge of the army trying to. Uh, get Santa's sleigh. He gets there and he turns on the machine, and like, uh, and everything freezes. And you know, Santa then walks up to them. Like, there's a reason why I wanted, I was trying not to let you do this. It takes me 12 million years to deliver all those presents. <laughs> and like, so they're stuck for. It's like a horror thing. Maybe. Yeah, he, you know, Santa is gonna deliver all the presents, but. Uh, the general is stuck there while he, you know, delivers to billions of people, and, you know, eventually, uh, you know, from everyone else's point of view, the, uh, general just turns on the machine, and then the next second is dust. (laughs) Like, what happened to him? See, I was thinking more of a... I was thinking more of a, uh... Like, see, without his sleigh, Santa's becoming weaker and weaker until he's yeah. dying, like E.T. Like, they find him in the, the river, like, all, you know, pale and everything. And, you know, just as just as Santa dies, um, and the Ice Age starts, the general makes it to the, to the sleigh, and, you know, he freezes and, you know, he's able to, he's able to set things right kind of thing. Yeah. But it takes him so long, and he grows the nice long beard, and he realizes... I'm Santa now. <laughs> and that's how you make it a Santa Claus movie. Uh, I like the uh, the horror of slow death. <laughs> you know, even 12 million years, like, I guess, let's see, that would, he would have to, let's think about this mathematically. Yeah. Um, 7 billion people on a planet, let's just say 5 billion people are getting gifts. Yeah. In, in one way, shape, or form. Like, I guess he would have to, uh, yeah, I guess you would have to do like what's what's five billion divided by twelve million? It's uh, something like that's too much. Of, that's too much. Of, it's five divided yeah, by. It's still like he has to do uh, like seven thousand people every second or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, I'm. This is tiring. <laughs> I I have a feeling it's a curse. Like he didn't choose to be Santa Claus. It it was he was created to be Santa Claus. Like and he's, he's, like from his perspective, he's been doing this for billions of years. And billions, he's been doing it because he's been doing it for almost a trillion years now. Yeah, let's see if uh, you know Saint Nicholas. I think was like around something like twelve A.D. Okay, like, so about two thousand times twelve million is uh, yeah, it's a lot. That, that's yeah, that's twenty-four billion, I think, or something like that. So he's been doing or, this longer than the age of the universe. Two point four billion. Okay, less than the age of the universe. But, you know, because time freezes for him, so... Yeah, so, like, he may, you know... He's been alive for 2.4 billion years, but technically, as time passes, it's only been about 2,000 years. Yeah. And, And, uh... He's just tired. (laughs) And... I I imagine, like, the first few Christmases were a bit... A bit rough. Uh, like... You know, when he comes back... Yeah, when he first came back, he was gibbering insane because he hasn't seen another person for 12 million years. <laughs> and now he's, uh, but now he's kind of, like, he's got that thousand-yard stare. Like, you know, for the first, uh, you know, for the first, uh, maybe 500 years, he was all right until he cracked. And then, uh, some poor little kids in Germany were getting rat heads in their stockings. <laughs> it's like, it's, 
It's not easy being me. That, that was a that was a great Sean Connery. <laughs> it's not easy being me. <laughs> Sean, are you alright? Uh no. <laughs> and so to him he's just he may be looking for a way out, but at the same time, like he knows that if it wasn't for him, then uh like there would be no Christmas joy yeah. anywhere. So it's a it's a burden, but it's his burden. Like it's he he doesn't have a choice. Like for every minute uh, that goes past uh, midnight on Christmas Day, like that he's not in that state of a uh, of time stop. It's just agony <laughs> that that increases exponentially with the second. Like. The year without the Santa Claus, like he tried to try to give it up for a year, and it almost killed him. <laughs> he needs he he needs to accomplish his mission. He's like a me seeks. He's a he's a Chris. No, no, I had something for this. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a that is the best Christmas movie that we could make. That is the way to do another Santa Claus. It, it's a dark one, but uh. Ah, kids yeah. like dark. Yeah. Yeah, kids are used to dark by now. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's almost like that, um, like that oddly enough Christmas episode of Black Mirror where, you know, they, they have the guy in, like, that little egg or whatever. Oh, know, yeah. And, like, they can set it for, like, every, you know, minute in real time for as long as they want, uh, in their time, so, like, at the end, they just set the egg timer for them for like ah let's de you know, let's turn them off you know at night and uh you know for now we'll just set this timer for that every every uh, minute that passes in our time is a thousand years Jesus. for him and they just leave him overnight <laughs> and i'm like man that would be like by the end of that you're just a uh, you're just you're just mush you're just yeah uh, i i i i the I can't imagine. Like I met, maybe I met. What if, like, by the end, he he achieves some kind of like godlike nirvana <laughs> and is able to manifest beyond the egg? See, that would be a good. That would be good. Yeah, maybe we should write for Black Mirror. Yeah, we have two good stories. We have that story and <clears throat> Santa Claus time travel. <laughs> you thought you wanted to have this power? It was not meant for mortals to possess. <laughs> Like, I feel like if I was the general, and he's like, you're going to be stuck here for 12 million years, I, don't know, I think I would just kind of ride in the sleigh with him, you know, for a while at least. Maybe have some milk and cookies. and I don't know, that's like following your dad to work for the rest of your life. Yeah, but what else are you going to do? Just sit... Well, I guess you can just sit you there. You see the world. Yeah, I guess you can try... Like, uh, maybe Santa Claus dropped me off at... Uh, in Dubai, and I'll just kind of go from there. See yeah, I, I guess you know when he's in whatever city he's in, I could just kind of walk around and explore. Yeah, like you know, eat whatever you want. No, you, don't, you can't eat. Like you can't interact with any of the matter. You're like you're you're gonna starve to death within days. So what happens if you try to like walk across the water, like the ocean or something? I, I'm sure you could. Like uh, I imagine when time stops, like uh, you know, normal matter is like you know, rock hard tries to take a bite of that an apple and it's just it, it can't physically bend or give or anything yeah. he can't even pull it off a tree like uh, 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 
Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, someone picked your apples. Yeah, the apple monsters from the Wizard uh, Wizard of Oz exist beyond time. Yeah, exactly. Like they <laughs> they only exist when the time is stopped. And that's why they're so grouchy. <laughs> they they live the life of photons. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you'd have like a day or so before you like now if he's stuck there like can he he can eat a shirt. I'm assuming. I guess. And yeah. Socks, yeah. So. Like whatever is on him. Whenever, yeah. Whenever he's out of clothes and you know metals, then, <laughs> then that's it. But uh, I think that like it'd be terrifying trying to cross the ocean, just running across and then realizing like maybe miles and miles in that I don't it think I'm gonna, lost. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna make it across. I don't think I'm gonna see land again. And then like when time unfreezes twelve million years later, it just. Uh, he would be dusted in yeah, matter. Dust, you know, floating on the top of the sea. <laughs> Oi, what's that over there? I don't know who that was. Some guy who saw the dust on top of the sea. I, I would try and die on top of someone. <laughs> so that when they wake up, they're just covered in dust. Like, oh, Or, or <laughs> at, at the, at the, very, the very best scenario, bones. Like, they go to bed for a good, good, uh, winter's nap. And they wake up just covered in bones of a, some some guy. I would go into uh, someone's house, like a family's house, yeah. and like I would you know find one who's like who's uh, where someone was vacuuming, and they were like you know you could just tell they were just done vacuuming, and I would just turn the dust right by you know right behind <laughs> them, so they would put the vacuum away, and they look back like what is this? Or uh, I, I would find a house that. Their 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 crawl space door was still open, <laughs> and just crawl on in there. And hopefully, I I maintain a you know I still am able to be a skeleton. I'd I'd die on top of a I'd go to a brewer, uh, brewer, brewer, a place where they make beer, a brewery, <laughs> and I would uh I would just go inside and turn the dust in there. Like that's my own little joke. People are gonna be drinking my dust for years, and then it's gonna you know gonna contaminate it and then they're gonna get sued like if you had no uh if you had no value in for your own life uh and could get santa in on it you could be the best magician in the world you know i um i'm gonna go back on i'm gonna say you know the metals will probably survive yeah yeah so that's you know, i'd go somewhere and i'd find a place to die where just like my metals will just drop to the ground <laughs> just you know, someone's vacuuming, and all of a sudden these dog tags get uh, <laughs> get clogged, and they're like, who's General Zod? Uh, <laughs> all right. And on that note, um, Ernest Scared Stupid, a uh, very very nice atmospheric uh, kind of comedy horror movie. It's definitely worth a watch, especially around Halloween. Uh, ho still holds up to this day as a as a classic. Uh, family uh, Halloween movie. Uh, probably, in my opinion, the best of the Ernest series. I agree, and uh, definitely worth a, a a watch or a rewatch. All right. Well, take it easy. A toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOPs.